This is Tiger Hall. What are the elements of powerful brand storytelling? We're speaking to Tanaya Britton, a marketing and brand strategy consultant. Tanaya was previously at Bloomberg with big roles, including global head of marketing strategy for corporate philanthropy. Here's our conversation where she takes us through the elements of powerful brand storytelling. Okay, Tanaya, can you share some key characteristics or qualities that make a brand story effective and compelling? Over the years, I've found that the most effective way to communicate a brand story is through video format. And there are a bunch of things to consider when telling a brand story. First, and this seems probably obvious to a lot of people, but it should evoke emotion. And that's, you know, making someone laugh, making them angry, inspiring them, making them cry. A lot of my favorite ads are of those that make me cry, at least the ones that I remember. But, you know, evoking emotion has to do with the copy, the visuals, and definitely the music and the sound effects. The other thing, and I know you were talking about how you hate this word, but is it authentic? Does it speak to your brand? You can't tell a story that doesn't align to who you are. The third thing is capturing someone's attention. We are inundated by ads every single day. You have to, I think the new stat is 2.5 seconds. You have to capture someone's attention very quickly. And if you evoke emotion, you bring them in, that's engagement, you will keep them. They'll continue to pay attention. The other thing, and I think this is really hard for a lot of companies, but with brand storytelling, it's not only about your product and your product attributes. It's about making the consumer the hero in the spot. And oftentimes with brand stories, it's the hero or the consumer that you're featuring that has a problem and it's the brand that's helping solve what that problem is. And the other thing I can't emphasize this enough is a smart and strategic media buy. Someone will not see your story if you don't have an effective media buy. Media buy is understanding the channel. So if you are a consumer only on Instagram, so I'm going to just double down and my media buy, my paid ads will only be featured on Instagram. So it's figuring out the channels where your consumers are and then how to reach those consumers. And oftentimes that's through paid media dollars. And, you know, thinking about brand storytelling, used Google as an example, but I remember exactly where I was when I watched this Super Bowl ad, a Google Super Bowl ad years ago. And it was a really simple ad. It was the Google homepage and it showcased a progression of questions being asked in the search bar. And the story being told was someone studying abroad in Paris, falling in love, getting married, and having a child. And that was all told through the questions that were being asked in the Google search bar. And the music and the sound effects that were paired with those questions being asked were absolutely beautiful. The fact that I remembered where I was is incredibly powerful. That was clearly an effective brand story. Oh, I would have cried. Yes, I definitely cried. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm such a sucker. I cry in adverts all the time. So how can a company identify and articulate its unique brand story? How, how can companies make that tear-jerking, memorable advert? You first have to go back to data. If you don't have data, then I recommend investing dollars behind some research. And it's understanding your audience, understanding what are their behaviors? How do they use your product? If they don't currently use your product, how might they use your product? And what problem could your product help solve in their daily life? So it's the research. 
that research leads to insights. Insights are incredibly powerful that lead to powerful advertisements. From there, once you have research, meaty research and some insights on your audience and really know who your audience is, it's about creating a very strategic creative brief. A creative brief is essentially a contract. Marketing managers write creative briefs that they give to their creative team. It's a document. Included in that creative brief are the business goals of the company, the marketing goals, the insights, so the research I just mentioned that you did on your consumer. It's the creative considerations, creative inspiration, and oftentimes it includes the media buy. So at the end of the day, is this a 30-second ad that you're creating? Is there no time limit? Is it a media stunt? What are you ultimately creating? And a creative brief is the launch pad to creating a really impactful brand story, a very smart creative brief. The third thing is a very talented creative team, you know, a team that oftentimes have been to portfolio school, have over the years honed their creative skills. Those are the three components. Hey, sorry to so rudely interrupt my own conversation, but I just wanted to let you know that this is a Tiger Hall podcast. Tiger Hall is the world's leading social learning platform, and we have hundreds of interviews just like this with amazing senior business leaders from around the world. These can all be accessed via the Tiger Hall app, which is free to download. You get free content every month and new stuff is uploaded every workday. I hope to see you there. So you just mentioned Google there. Could you share any other examples of companies that you feel have really excelled in their brand storytelling? Oh, yes. And the other thing too, when you're thinking about a brief, it's not just about the audiences. One of the things that you need to consider too, what's going on culturally in society? And can you lean into that feeling that as a society we're currently feeling? Can you lean into it? Can you leverage it? I know this sounds so obvious, but Nike continually over the years has done a great job with their brand storytelling. A few years ago, the US was in political turmoil. You know, when these ads, their dream crazier ads were being run, it was a couple years after the Me Too movement had fully gained speed, reached its height. Colin Kaepernick, the football player, had just been elected as their spokesperson. And Colin was kneeling during national anthems to highlight the racial injustices. And because he was Nike's spokesperson, a lot of people were burning Nike products at the time. And Nike took that and leaned into it and owned it and took a stance. And so their ads were about challenging the status quo, standing up for what you believe in, even if someone tells you no, you know, standing up for what's right, going against cultural norms. And their ads were not just about, I remember one of the lines was around Serena Williams being, don't just be a tennis player from Compton, be the best athlete in the world. But it talked about pay equity. It highlighted a woman being pulled by security from a marathon, and she was the first woman to ever run a marathon. That's an incredible example of tapping into knowing your audience, but also tapping into a cultural movement that was going on, multiple cultural movements, and really leaning into that. Another example was this amazing campaign that really changed the conversation about being a girl athlete run like a girl. And talk about research that was pulled and being really insightful about the research. What they found is that there's a lot of biases, even as young as puberty, around young girls not being good athletes. 
And their ads that they were running were, you know, the director was interviewing these kids. I mean, they were they're pubescent and older adults. Can you show me what it means to run like a girl? And they were, you know, flailing their arms and mocking what a girl might look like playing a sport. And then that was juxtaposed against young girls who had not hit puberty, who had blinders on, who had not yet internalized those biases. So when the director asked them, run like a girl, they were running their heart. I want to, I'm like tearing up. They were running their hardest. They were throwing. <laughs> a ball and not, you know, they weren't mocking any young girl. They were truly trying. And those ads created a global hashtag that helped change the perception around what it means to be a female athlete. Yeah, I remember that, but I cried. Oh, I cried too. I, I cry thinking about it. I know I always cry. <laughs> create an ad that makes you cry and then everyone will remember. Well, and one of the things I like to think about when creating a story is Maya Angelou, and again, I will paraphrase what she said, but she very famously said, you know, people won't remember what you do or said. People remember what you feel. I firmly believe that if you do an incredible job engaging your audience really evoking strong emotion, they will not only remember how they felt about your ad, they'll also remember what you said and did. Okay, can you leave listeners with some reflection points, some things to consider, think about when they're developing their brand story? Keep it simple. Think about it being emotional. Think about your audience and what problem do they need solved and hire a very talented creative team. Nice and simple. Thank you so much, Tanaya. Super interesting. Thank you so much, Peppa. You've been listening to a Tiger Hall podcast. Quick favor. If you like this content, please hit the subscribe button so you never miss a new upload from us. And of course, if you're hungry for more, and why wouldn't you be, don't forget to download the Tiger Hall app for hundreds more just like this.